You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi everyone, this is Annie here for Showreel on 3CR and today we're talking with Luke Eve and his fiancée Maria about their experience of making a web series in hard lockdown in Valencia, Spain. Let's go. Okay, we were supposed to be getting married in, in March, so we both flew to Spain. I, I flew in a, couple, a week before Luke did and uh, things were... Yeah, we heard about the pandemic, but it was, uh, we didn't know what was going to come. And um, it all escalated pretty fast. And two days before our wedding, we decided to cancel the wedding. And we made that decision before the government made the, announced the state of emergency. So it was pretty tough. Um, and then we just went into very strict lockdown. Like there was no weeks in between. It just went from nothing to being in lockdown. And so we stayed like that for a whole month at the beginning, um, both dealing, you know, Luke's mom had already arrived that same day that we actually decided to cancel. And we, the three of us went into lockdown we didn't know what was going on. So it was kind of like weird times, tough. We didn't know what was happening. And then you want to carry on after yeah. a month of dealing with this stress. Yeah. And- so obviously, yeah, mum had come all the way for the wedding. And so we changed from wedding plans to then plans to Survival look after mum and, and, you know, stay inside and look after mum and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, it took us a, a few weeks to sort of process that, I guess. And then... I started gradually getting back into some work and I was emailing Screen Australia about a particular project and I, I made a joke in my email about that they must be getting a lot of COVID sitcom ideas pitched to them. And after I sent the email, I sat down with Maria and went, actually, that's not a bad idea <laughs> because we we have a very a unique yeah. cancelled wedding. So it had all these ingredients that we thought would make a good show. So I quickly emailed Screen Australia back and um, was like, hey, actually, I think we might have something. And they replied, yeah, we think you might too. And we quickly started chatting. And within a couple of weeks, we were up and running and starting to shoot. Maria and I all the scripts in uh, like eight or nine days, um, uh, which was, you know, really intense. But yep. it was what was needed because we knew that if we were going to make the, if we were going to make the show about the show lockdown, had to be, yeah, before- we, we needed to release it in lockdown, mm-hmm. you know, while people were also experiencing the same thing. We, exactly. we felt like if it had that immediacy and people would be able to really identify straight away. And I think 
that was the, the hook for the show in a sense was was the fact that we made this show so quickly and released it while the rest of the world was in a similar situation. Uh, Maria, are you uh, a scriptwriter? Uh, uh, what's your background? Oh, I'm a I'm an actress. Uh, that's what I work as. Uh, but I, I have a I'm a journalist too. I'm a dancer. I run a, a film festival here in Valencia. So, but I'm mainly an actress. That's what I work on and most of the time. But I've written before, but this was my first time that I had actually written in English. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of the scripts, to be honest. How, how did that happen? Did you do it like, uh, did you get an idea? I mean, you had an idea already, but did you uh, do dialogue to each other? Or did it uh, grow organically or what? Did, or did you do a Woody Allen and make people make up the script in front of his camera? <laughs> we we plotted the 10 episodes, you know, kind of like roughly what was going to happen in every episode. And then yeah. and then I, I think I was doing like the first draft, then sending it back to Luke. Well, you know, because we, we, the machine had to be like very quick, uh, working very fast. Yeah. And so Luke would work on another script while I was on a different one. And then he would bring it back to me and then we would discuss it. And then I think even... So we did, we did that for about five or six days, yeah, the back and yeah. forth. Uh, the, the initial plotting session took like half a day. Yeah. And then five days of back and forth. And then then we actually did a read-through mm -hmm. where we kind of, you know, we got my mum down to do this like table read, you know, <laughs> this kind of semi-professional, which we, we filmed actually. We've got some of that on tape. And that sort of informed what was sounding good and what wasn't and, mm. you know, and then, of course... But then even so, I remember that while we were shooting, there yeah. were some things that we went like, oh, this is not working, let's change it. Or or most of the time, sometimes it was like we were shooting one episode and Luke was thinking about mm. another episode going like, oh, I think this is not going to work. So it was like, okay, let me work on it. So, you know, we yeah. would be... But the shooting was so intense, it was very difficult. We didn't get a chance to rewrite that much. So it yeah. was almost like the scripts were almost fully formed in those first sort of days. Yeah. But, um, but of course, being a crew of only three, and it was mostly Maria and I, like on the day, we could make whatever changes we liked. It wasn't so, mostly, it was only. <laughs> it was only, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, there was a bit of freedom there, but we kind of stuck to the script, you know. We yeah, were, yeah, we, were, we did, we totally. Pretty, uh, and then every now and then a little thing might pop up and we might run with it. But um, yeah, it was intense, but fun. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the shooting uh, and then the final editing. Uh, what was your motif? How did you think it would look? Um, that's a good question. So we, we, we shot it on a mobile phone. Um, you know, I knew that we had enough. Like, I'm a director, Maria's an actress, and we knew that mum was a good character. So we kind of went, okay, we've got the ingredients. And all we had with us was a mobile phone. Um, and so the process was... But I, it was really – that was the first time I'd ever shot a drama on a mobile phone. So we did some camera tests, you know, in that eight days of scripting. I was also downloading different uh, apps and things like that and trying to get my head around how we would use this camera. And it's a very unusual – like a mobile phone obviously is unique into itself, but it's got a very wide lens and so it was very different than my usual shooting style. And so to be totally honest, when we started shooting the first episode, I kind of had – idea of what we wanted but 
the first edit of the first episode I hated. Like I was like, oh God, this is terrible. It was, yeah. Um, and it was very static and uh, it just felt a little bit clunky. And we ended up reshooting the majority of the first episode and, and certain scenes we ended up redoing like three times because yeah. I just wasn't, I just wasn't finding the the vibe or the, you know, the vision wasn't really coming out. But so. also you were not the only one, ha you know, handling the camera. It was me and mm. your mom. And so, yes, maybe I've hold the camera. Yes, I hold it because I'm, you know, like I'm the mobile era generation, mm. but your mom hadn't. So, yeah. but even so Luke who's like more, you know, like he's the one who was actually shooting everything. It was like, now it's your turn. I'm like, so what, like here? And he's like, does it look good? I'm like, I think it does. And he would like turn around and go like, no, this is awful. I'm like, okay, why? And he's like, do you realize that? I'm like, okay, fine. So I did, you know, I did learn a lot yeah, behind we, the camera too. Yeah. And look, even right up until episode 10, we were finding little tweaks yeah. and we were like, oh man, if only we'd shot episode yeah. one like that, you know. So we were still discovering, but I just knew that I, I wanted a lot of camera movement and I, I needed it to feel... I couldn't help myself. I, I needed it to feel cinematic somehow. He wanted a crew that, that <laughs> didn't exist, to be totally honest. I wanted a dolly and a crane and all that <laughs> stuff, but we didn't have it. So. Well, we actually invented a, a like a like a crane, yeah, which we, was like a string attached to the phone that you know we pulled up and down. Yeah. <laughs> so we would do we would do certain things, you know, and and shooting on a mobile was amazing. Like we could hide it in tiny spaces, and it meant that we could shoot. Hmm inside bathrooms which are always notoriously really difficult to shoot in and it just gave us a lot of freedom and to be honest I, I, I kind of fell in love with shooting on it. Um, it started out really tricky and I was really struggling with it but then by the end I He I, hasn't I really had enough, loved. he wants more now, yeah. he wants to shoot a feature on a phone. <laughs> I, want, I want to keep shooting on it, I think it's incredibly liberating. Um, but anyway so we would shoot and obviously it would only be a couple of us and Maria and my mom and I would take turns in holding the camera, depending on who mm. was in the scene. Um, so that required some, uh, you know, some planning. And, and then patience. we would upload, and patience. <laughs> then we would upload all the footage every night to our editor, Melanie, who is in Los Angeles. And while we were sleeping, she would edit overnight. Then we would wake up and I would jump on and look at the edit and give feedback. And then we would start shooting and it would be a, like a rolling schedule like that, then she would lock off the edit and then send all the material back to Sydney where our sound team, um, Andy yeah. and Leah, uh, would start sound and our composers, Josh and Matteo, would start the score. Uh, and while they were working on the sound, Mel was then working on the next episode. And that whole time we were shooting, we were just shooting episodes as we were going. Like it was just like this crazy schedule. Um, but it actually worked out fantastic mm. because of, because the crew was scattered or the post crew was scattered around the world, it meant that production never stopped. It was a 24-hour factory. <laughs> so while we were sleeping, at least somebody else was editing and doing something else. And so it allowed us to move really quickly and, and deliver on time. But, of course, no sleep for us. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the idea was that when we, we started shooting, each episode came out on a Wednesday. So, uh, so we had a week. To, to pull off every episode, in a sense. But so, by the time we delivered episode one, we had already shot episode three, I think. Yeah, we were we had to race ahead. Mm. But actually, every episode took two weeks to, to finish, essentially. So it would be a week in the edit, and then it would go off to the sound team. And we also had a, a, a graphics and visual effects team uh, in Argentina 
doing one or two days work on things as well. So it would be a two week, each episode would roll over two weeks, but each, but we would release an episode every Wednesday. So it was a, a quick turnaround. Does that mean that the um, uh, Screen Australia gave you funding to do this? It does, yes. The screen, they were fantastic. They, um, they really believed in the project. They knew it was really unique. And it was very different for them, for them because uh, ordinarily, obviously, there's a whole process of of uh, uh, of applying and, and and waiting and all that. And they realised the immediacy of what we had, so it was a bit of a, a special situation. We still had to jump through numerous hoops, but they fast tracked it a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, came on board and essentially allowed us to. You know, we got some pocket money out of it, but then we were able to pay for the entire post-production crew, which was which was great. Yeah. You're listening to Show Real on 3CR, and we are talking with Eve Luke and Maria from their flat in Valencia, Spain, as they tell us about shooting and sending out to the world their experiences in hard lockdown as a web series called Cancel. Can we go back to the shooting and the editing? Um, that really fascinates yeah. me, the whole idea of, uh, as you said, you got better and better at it. Uh, what instructions did you give your editor or did you just say to the person, uh, this is our general idea and we believe in you because it's such a fast? <laughs> um, well, so I've worked with Mel for like 15 years. So, uh, and we had just, uh, we had just done a feature film together. Uh, we've done numerous series together. So we, you know, kind of have an understanding of what each other likes and how we work. And so, but normally, obviously, every time we've worked in the past, I've sat beside her. Like we, um, pretty much every time we edit together, we kind of, exactly that, we edit together. Mel's the editor, but I sit in a room with her all the time. Uh, whereas on this one, we we couldn't, and it was just trust. You know, we knew that she is fantastic and would do a great job. So She's very tough. Like if she didn't oh, yeah. like something, she would say, this is shit. Like yeah. hearing that is quite a thing, you know, like. She's very, yeah. Or she would say that you have to reshoot. And we were like, no, I don't. Like yeah. most of the time it was like, I don't want to reshoot oh. this. It's taken us hours. And it was, you know, it's complicated most of the times. Yeah, we were. Because it, it also meant that we were shooting in our house, like we were living there too. So it wasn't only, you know, yeah. oh, let's go and shoot. It's like, wait, I've got to make the bed, you know, <laughs> clean this, do that. It's it's complicated. It was super weird. It was like, uh, and for a while there, I would say for about six weeks, we were sort of doing like 18, 19 hour days, like in the, you know, because I, I, would, I would get up in the morning and I would review yeah. sound edits and visual edits and then have uh, Zoom meetings with the composer on certain days. Then we would film all day. But then you would have to and jump then back. I would have to then, at night, as soon as we were done, I would have to then jump online with Mel and edit. And sometimes we would edit through Zoom, but mostly it was just phone discussions. We would talk for about an hour, an hour and a half, go through all the notes. Then she would go away and then try and send us another quick version of certain scenes before we at went like to bed. midnight, 1 a.m. before we went to bed. Um, and so I was reviewing scenes. It was it was really intense because it was just us, you know. It was uh, it was I wasn't able to sort of farm things out, and we created a really yeah tough tough schedule, essentially for you know in some ways it sounds really easy because that's you know we're just shooting the three of us in a house, but we were but then- trying to accomplish something that was reasonably sophisticated, I guess, in its shooting and its storytelling as well. So 
um, it did make it complicated. And then once we launched, we we had like a lot of press coming. You know, we had a lot of interest from in Spain. So it was like running this PR department thing <laughs> while we were shooting the phone, like my other phone ringing. And Luke was like, we've got to shoot. I'm like, wait, we've got an interview. Oh, what? I'm like, oh my God, we've got to wait. Like, and we would hold like the whole shoot for like, you know, doing a little interview and then try to go back. Yeah. Yeah. And just talking on that as well, like obviously with, with a crew of three. So what would happen is just say Maria and I were in a scene together. My mum would film it. And then there would be another phone sitting between us somewhere sort of hidden in the frame. That would be how we would record sound. Um, so we would record sound on a backup phone and also sound on the actual video phone as well. But sometimes there were three of us in a scene, so we just had to put the phone on a tripod. Sometimes in between scenes, we would pass the phone on from one person to another. Um, it was all extremely, uh, yeah, planned, it, I guess it yeah. had to be. Yeah. It's funny, the other day Luke was uh, saying, oh, I, you know, I would like to, 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 be, uh, to work with you again in a scene and I said you mean like for the first time because actually we were never really in the scene together because he was actually holding the camera and I was looking like to a painting on the wall or a spot on the wall and the same you know to him so it, I'm like we really haven't had any acting <laughs> scenes or any kind of yeah, I miss that. I yeah. I miss like a like some eyes to look at. Yeah, most of the time we couldn't look at each other because one of us was holding, so we had to fake eye lines yeah. and things like that. So it was incredibly artificial to a degree. That um, that's the ultimate COVID story. It's like yeah. it, it it is a encapsulating what COVID means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that they wanted to uh, see the behind the scenes. I'm like, that. that's impossible because we are behind the scenes. There's no behind of the behind. But yeah, it would have been great to have like someone recording us doing all of that. Sometimes and we set up, We I had a, an iPad. Sometimes yeah. we would set up an iPad in the corner of the room and, do, and try to record things that we were doing because we thought it was such a unique situation. It would be great to get behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. We were too short on crew. <laughs> <laughs> what about formats? I mean, I, I mean, I do interviews on my phone because it's actually quite good quality, but there's no – and also, like you said, it gives you the chance to, to do stuff that you couldn't do normally, right? Um, but uh, but I, I do radio, but um, the thing is uh, you, you don't have any control over – the sound levels or anything like that except by you know taking it away or putting it closer that type of stuff you you rely on its internal mechanics is that what you found visually as well as sound wise visually i think we you get a little bit more latitude so we you know you could adjust some of the settings um so the phone you know we, you could sort of up it to 4k resolution which has you know it has that ability to shoot in 4k but most people, you know, just have it on standard. That's the way the phone is normally set, its default settings. But we upped it to 4K. And then we downloaded an app um, called Filmic Pro, which we'd been reading about. And that uh, had this internal mechanism where somehow it, it, it doubled resolution as well. So we were able to film at 4K with pretty good resolution, not the same as like a, you know, a good top-of-the-line digital camera. So, like it still struggled it still struggled tonally when there was like a really dark 
piece of the frame and then a bright piece as well or a bright segment. It still struggled with that range of stops. Um, yeah, but it, 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 held, it held up really well. I was really impressed with, with how it looked. Um, um, and, and, you know, we were able to grade it a little bit. We were able to colour grade it and give it a little bit of a polish in post-production. Uh, but you're right with sound. Sound was it, – it's kind of how it is. That's how it is. So, yeah. Um, but we, I mean, we were really lucky. Our our sound designer, our, our head sound designer is Andy Wright, who won an Oscar a couple of years ago, so like only three years ago. Uh, so we were in good hands. You know, we, we knew that, as you say, we were in fantastic hands with our, our editor and, and sound team, knowing that whatever we handed to them, they'd be able to polish up pretty well. And then, of course, when it's finished, it goes immediately on to uh, the web. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's its distribution. Yeah, exactly. We we were uploading each episode on Facebook. We decided that that was the platform, like the the, the best platform for cancelled in terms of, I guess, age range, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and that's with the subtitles too, because we needed subtitles. We had a we had a uh, a lot of people watching it from Spain and Latin America, so. That was important. And since the show is kind of bilingual in a way, um, we needed that to happen. Yeah, it made it very immediate. You know, like we would literally be filming it. Mel would send it back and we would upload it. So we would – we had total control over uh, over every aspect of it, you know, mm-hmm. the, the entire shoot. And then brilliantly we, we could completely control – the distribution and, and how we targeted that and who we sent it to. And then, you know, initially anyway, we were able to kind of send it to friends and family and things like that. And then after the first episode, we noticed that then it just started being shared and it had this organic growth. Like yeah. it then starts to get shared outside of your immediate circle. And that's when, you know, you're kind of onto something because, you know, friends would tell me that their neighbor had mentioned to them about the show or, or whatever. So that was great for us. We knew that there was enough organic sharing and growth that the, the series was, was finding an audience. And also there's a much, uh, much closer relationship with the audience because we got to read all the comments and we got to answer them and, you know, personally, individually, and also through the canceled page too. Mm-hmm. But so I think that is something that normal TV or, or, you know, or if you go to the cinema, you don't have, you, you don't receive the feedback of the audience. And we were, and they would ask like questions or, or whatever, or just share their, their feelings towards canceled. And that was great just to be able to be closer, closer to them because they actually felt close to us because they felt we were kind of like mm. sharing a piece of our life. Yeah. It, it was yeah. We felt like Kardashians there for a while. Like it was, um, <laughs> it was a bit. It was very strange, you know. Uh, we were telling a story that was obviously very personal, and I mean, we didn't even change the names of the characters. We kept the names as our own um, because we thought that that would, you know, it would probably just generate some discussion about what was real, what was not, and we we liked that. Like we thought that that was an interesting line to walk. Um, but I, I love the engagement. Like, uh, you know, it was incredibly – that added a whole bunch of time to our day because not only were we shooting, editing, but we yeah, were spending right. hours every day, literally hours every day on Facebook, responding to messages, doing interviews, but just trying to build that audience. I mean, people love it when you reply and engage. And, and we were getting, you know, fascinating and beautiful 
responses from, from like, all we were, over the world. We were in tears constantly reading people's messages to us and and yeah, literally from all over the world. It was it was pretty amazing. It's it's something so personal and so private between us just became very universal. <laughs> How did your mother uh, feel about all this? Uh, did she learn about what your what you do? Was she did she enjoy it? She, mum had been on a number of my sets in the past. She was normally my caterer, uh, early, early short films. Um, so she, she kind of had a rough idea of, of how hard it is to make something. But I think this but time. nothing around, like this time. <laughs> I, I think by the time she was, you know, she flew, she was really ready to go. Like, uh, with my poor mum, you know, three months in lockdown and really strict lockdown, um, then, you know, the last two months of that was filming like every day right up until she left. So, but she was a great sport. She, you know, she never complained once. Like no. we, she never once complained about it. And, you know, we were at all hours like filming um, and she was either in a scene or up late filming us, you know. We did try to, you know, give her less work, but there yeah. were times where she had to be around. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Right, and it was it made it made the, rem- it made the lockdown kind of. I just uh, unique, remember you know? your mom when she arrived to the uh, airport, and we picked her up, and we said, "Hey, I, I think we think we're gonna cancel the wedding," and she was like, "Oh, okay." And then it was like, "You're gonna go into lockdown. You can't leave the house." And she was like, "Okay." And then it was like, "Mom, we've decided we're gonna do a show, and you're gonna be in it." And she's like. Okay, so and like, you're gonna film too, and she's like, okay. So it's like this kind of person that she's okay. She rolls with everything in life in general. Maybe another person would have gone like, what? I'm not gonna be on screen. I don't want to do it. Yeah, like, we, we joke that I, her mom would have told us to piss off. Like my mom, we did. She was when we wrote the scripts. I think my mom wasn't in in the last episode. She wasn't like we we because I did. I didn't think. Firstly, that I was going to be able to actually go to her house. And secondly, she was going to say no. And in fact, I think you were like, you should ask your mom. And she's going to say no. She I, doesn't I, want to be on camera I, I, I for really, sure. I really felt like it would be beautiful to, in the final episode to see Maria's mom. Yeah. But you were really dubious. But she was terrific. Yeah, she yeah. Was, then she, she was, was fine. But because it was something small, if you would have kept her like it was half know, a day shooting and, for like a month and a half, she would have said no. Well, she even said after that half a day she was done. You yeah. Know, my mom is just... Uh, my mom just has a lot of patience. And, you know, to be honest, my mom had nowhere to go. So, you know, it was <laughs> yeah. very different. And Maria's she mom was a busy trapped. woman. My mom was kind of trapped in a house away from, you know, thousands yeah. of miles away from home. So she didn't have a choice. <laughs> so, but the response to mom was... was Fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was magical. It was just people fell in love with her. And, um, and that, you know, how she's portrayed on the show in, in many ways is exactly how she is in real life. And... Yeah, people totally fell in, in love with that character. So that well, she, was really nice. She really had to betray herself. You know, yeah. she's not a professional actor. So, but even so, she just like, does a wonderful job. The same way as Luke, like a lot of my family and friends that they know that he's a director, they were like, oh my God, is that look? He's so good. Like, he's so natural. I'm like, okay, steady on. I'm the actress, okay? <laughs> we, we weren't quite sure whether or not doing the series saved our sanity or tested it because you know I think both. by the end we were I was well both we were exhausted like we were really really emotionally as well like I know that sounds weird but we were like physically we were tired but 
because it was so personal. And the funny thing was, was I was actually talking to somebody about this just literally yesterday. <clears throat> Sometimes we were filming things that were kind of happening at the time. So we were, we were filming scenarios and it does get very personal. It's a story about a, a relationship that gets very uh, tested, you know, and so here we were, Maria and I, living this situation and then kind of putting it on the screen. And so it was, it, it's all levels of weird meta going on, but it made it very interesting. But by the end of it, we were just really emotionally sort of destroyed, I think. We were ready to kind yeah. of just stop shooting. So, yeah. Even like going through the, the cancelling of the wedding again, you know, because mm. at that point I when it was like real, we were act. I mean, I think – for me personally, I didn't process it in an emotional way. I think I just went with it like, oh, we've got to cancel and, you know, this has to happen and blah, blah, blah. But then once we had to shoot that and do it again, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so tiring. I don't know if I want to do it. Yeah. I, like we Quite we distressing. About how I, distressing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. And I feel like there were more tears during the filming yeah. than there were during the actual moment you know I, when we scripted it and then acted it out and then sometimes we would do a scene and then we would cry after a scene <laughs> you know um and so i felt like there was much more tears for numerous reasons at uh in the process of shooting than there was at the time yeah that's it for this week next week hopefully we will hear from some world travelers and their surfing experiences in film until then keep safe and don't worry Doesn't pay.
Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.